Hello and welcome to episode 4 of Future You, the podcast from Graduate Careers Experts Prospects. My name is Dan Mason and this week we're talking about job interviews. Now I know a lot of you dread the job interview. It can be the trickiest stage of the application process, especially at graduate level, uh, when you can be faced with so many different formats of interview, whether it's over the telephone, uh, a video interview, a face-to-face interview and lots of different types of interview as well. So there's competency-based, strengths-based, value-based. What do all of these mean? It can be quite daunting and quite tricky to just remember what's expected of you in all these different types of interview. So we're going to get some great insight today from employers, from uh, DHL and also the law firm White & Case, as well as our regular guest, careers advisor Amy Carpenter. And they're going to give you some fantastic advice on what to expect from these interviews, how you should approach them, uh, how you should plan in advance what to do on the day itself, and also some things to avoid as well. So that hopefully next time you've got an interview lined up, you'll feel really confident that you'll go in there and impress. Before we get started, the usual reminders, you can get in touch with us by email, podcast at prospects.ac.uk, or on Twitter at prospects if you have any questions about graduate careers or comments on the show. You can listen to all the previous episodes of Future You on the website, prospects.ac.uk forward slash podcasts, or by subscribing in Apple Podcasts, in Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. That's enough preamble. Let's get into the advice on graduate job interviews, starting with my chat with Amy Ward from DHL. Joined now by Amy Ward, Graduate Talent Manager at DHL. Welcome, Amy. Hello. Uh, Could you just start by telling us a bit about DHL and the opportunities that are available for graduates there? Yes, no problem. So DHL is obviously one of the biggest supply chain logistics organisations across the globe. We now have over half a million people worldwide and we're now in 220 different countries. So we really are a global organisation with lots of opportunities available for graduates. So we have a number of different programme streams here at DHL Supply Chain, including our operational programmes, which is our Future Leaders programme. And then we also have our functional programmes, including things like HR, finance, IT management and project management. Okay, so just before we get into the detail of the actual interviews that you uh, do, could you just give us an overview of the, the application process in full and what stages applicants have to go through? Yeah, sure. So we have four stages to our recruitment process. Our first stage is an application form, but this is very much just about gathering personal details, qualifications, no specific questions on the application form. It really is just that data gathering piece. So if you meet the minimum requirements on our application, we do take you straight through to what we call our online strengths journey. So this is a fictitious scenario, which is unfolding via a series of videos. It's all DHL. So it's our colleagues popping up on the screen. It's a real life scenario that graduates could expect if they were to join our business. And graduates will be expected to rank order lots of selection responses and analyze and interpret information. If graduates are successful on our online strengths journey, they then get processed into a job simulation. So this is new for DHL. So we have created an activity where candidates have to complete several different tasks, all relating to a realistic scenario based on the role that they've applied for. 
So they'll be presented with a range of materials to help them answer questions, but really it's to get them to experience what would a day of the life of if you were in that specific position. Once you've passed the online test, you're then invited to one of our experience days. These are what we call our assessment centres. The reason why we call them experience days is we absolutely believe that these are a two-way process. It's not just about us deciding if the candidates are right for our programmes. It's also a really good opportunity for candidates to think, is DHL the business for them? So we take our candidates on site tours. They get to network with members of our UK and Ireland board, but then obviously they go through group activities, presentation activities, and then a face-to-face interview. So you mentioned there that you use face-to-face interviews at the experience day. Um, Why do you choose to use that interview format in particular? So at DHL, we decided to use a behavioural interviewing approach. So we ask candidates lots of open-ended questions to really understand what they've done in the past and how they've gone about roles and experiences. The reason why we do it face-to-face is not only do we want to understand their capability, but we want to see their engagement throughout the interview as well, as we find that this really helps to understand people's strengths and what energises them, what do they find enthusiastic, because we can immediately see that through their facial expressions and their body language, as well as the type of answers that they're providing. We ask a series of questions uh, to assess our candidates specifically mapped against our DHL leadership attributes. And these attributes are attributes that we use worldwide across the entirety of the business, all across the globe. This is the first time again that we've used this type of interview format. So we're really excited to see how it goes. But we really want our candidates to not only give really good examples in their responses, but also to really take the opportunity to demonstrate the strengths that they have. Okay, and what kinds of questions can applicants expect when they, when they attend this interview? So the type of questions they can expect is very much around what have they done in the past in a particular situation, but also questions around how would they act in a particular, in a particular scenario. Um, like I mentioned, they're all assessed against our leadership attributes. So we have one for each of the attributes, as well as asking questions about their motivation for applying, why do they want to work in our industry, as well as why do they want to work for our business. And so what are you actually looking for in uh, at the interview for, from applicants then at this stage? So we're looking for candidates who can demonstrate our DHL supply chain essentials, which are passion, right first time and can do. So really our business depends on us having highly engaged employees who have a can-do attitude, a passion for our business and the skills to get things done right the first time. So we want to look for people who share our values, who also have a good fit for our culture, but also it's really important for us to find someone who strikes the right balance between having respect but being results orientated, as that is the values of our business. Most technical skills we believe can be learnt uh, and taught, therefore really what makes a difference for our people is that they do have that passion, they can take the initiative to work with our customers and they can drive change. So what would be your top three tips for graduates who really want to impress at the interview? I think my first top tip is for graduates to really listen to the question carefully before they start answering the question, really to make sure their answer is relevant um, and by using lots of examples as well to answer that question. I think really important for us, as I've mentioned before, is to have really positive body language. So open body language, smiling, being enthusiastic in both their verbal and non-verbal interaction with the assessors. And finally, for me, it's demonstrate that they've done more than just research and by looking at our website. 
We want to see that they've got a real passion for our industry. So where else have they seen us? What else have they read about us? And for them to really shine in the interview, they need to state where they've been looking as well. And on the flip side of that then, um, what would you say are the things to avoid, things that maybe put off the interviewer? I think the biggest thing is when graduates start to waffle um, where they're not clear and concise. I know we're all really keen to showcase the strengths that we have and the examples that we have, but really being concise and clear is a really good technique to have within our business. So that's something we want to see at the interview stage. Graduates should avoid not being honest us as assessors can tell perhaps when graduates are overemphasizing things or perhaps might be talking about examples which they weren't doing those actions. Which leads me on to my next point, which is don't use the word we. We want to hear the word I. So we want to know what those graduates have done in the situations. What actions have they taken? What are their strengths? Not about the people and the group who are working around them. So a lot of graduates uh, often sail through the other aspects of uh, application processes, but really struggle or get nervous at the actual interview. Um, Do you have any specific advice for those kinds of graduates who who really find it difficult at this stage to when they go into that interview room? Yes, I think, first of all, I believe nerves are a good thing. Um, Nerves show that you care nerves show that you're invested and nerves show that you really do want this opportunity so I just advise to use that nervousness actually as a positive energy when you enter the room the more you practice and that's often you know piece of advice everyone will give you but really if you practice 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 those nerves should go down as well because you feel more prepared If you practice out loud in a safe space with someone who you trust will actually give you really useful developmental feedback and won't just tell you that you're great every time is really useful. But also I find if you record yourself and watch it back is a really useful exercise to do as well. You don't look at your own body language and you don't see your own facial expressions in your day-to-day life. So if you can record and watch yourself back, you can see how much you make an eye contact. Are you fidgeting? Are you saying, um, like, um, a lot as you're talking? Those type of things you won't notice until you, until you do record yourself and look back at it. And you can't start making the steps to change things without learning what you're doing wrong first. I think also, just take a deep breath. Have a glass of water with you. Make sure you're composed before you start answering each question. Just take your time. It's not a race. And if you don't understand the question that's been asked of you, simply ask the assessor to repeat it or just take a couple of moments to think about the example. It's better for you to take your time to give a true reflection of your ability rather than rushing through because you feel like you're wasting someone's time or that you feel like you're not prepared enough. A useful method we always encourage candidates to use as well is something called the STAR method. So the STAR method is a really structured way to enable you to listen to the question, really make something meaningful of your answer and to make sure you have complete rounded responses. So when you are answering a question and when you do have an example, think of the situation or a task that you're involved in. So that's the S and the T. Next is the A, which stands for action. What is the action that you took? And again, this is where you say I rather than we. And finally, the the R of the star, and this is what most candidates forget to do, is to talk about the results. So by you taking that action and that task in that particular situation, what was the positive result that came from that? 
what did you achieve and why was that a good example for you to use in relation to the question that's been asked of you? Okay, Amy, that's all great advice. Thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you very much. I'm joined again now by uh, Amy Carpenter, Employability and Progression Advisor at the University of Suffolk. Welcome back. Hi there. Uh, so today we're talking about uh, job interviews, graduate job interviews. Could you just give us a quick run through of the different types of uh, interview that graduates might face when they're applying for jobs and how these differ and how they should approach them? So it could depend on what the organisation is looking for and what they're wanting to test you on and also actually the stage of interview and at what point in the interview process or the application process that you're in. So at the basic level, if you're applying perhaps for a graduate scheme, you might have at the first round is actually an interview where there's no one at the other end and you record a video into your computer through your webcam and then they might give you a phone call or do a Skype interview and then you might have a group interview or an assessment centre. So it'll be activities and group-based things, perhaps one-to-one interviews. And then obviously, yeah, your traditional one-to-one or one-to-many interview with panels. It could be anything from a couple of people. I've known people to have five, six people on their panels as well. So it can really vary depending on what the organisation is looking for and what they're wanting to ask you. And then in those interviews, the types of questions that they ask you could be things like there's competency-based interviews where they're actually looking to see demonstration of how what skills you've got and how you would perhaps apply them into their workplace. Uh, your strengths-based interview, so does what it says in the tin, what are your strengths um, and what do you actually enjoy about your work as well. You might get values-based questions as well so they're actually looking to see how your values might fit in with the organizational values so that's where you really definitely want to make sure that you've done your research before you go into the interview to make sure that you know what the values of that company are so you can consider how you might answer that and how your experiences and your own values match them Um, and you might have a technical interviews as well so perhaps particularly if you're going into IT roles for example where they will test your abilities to actually do some of the work Um, and I know that this definitely happens with things like for example the Tesco graduate scheme if you're applying for the IT strand there they will get you to do activities so yeah they're just wanting to see not only to say what you can do but also actually demonstrate it as well okay could you just um, go into a little more detail about video interviews because I know they're becoming much more popular with graduate employers um, the different the two different types of video interview as you mentioned it could be a, a pre-recorded or live interview and, and how they differ and how, how to go about preparing for that yeah so with the pre-recorded interview uh, I know quite a few graduate employers in particular have moved towards this where they'll ask you perhaps three four five questions they'll give you a certain time to answer them they normally let you have a practice run beforehand so you can just get your webcam set up make sure that what's behind you is appropriate and that you're dressed appropriate as well so obviously dressed in your smart attire Um, I've, I've spoken to graduate schemes and graduate recruiters who've fed back that they've had interviews that they've watched where there's been like pets walk along in the background and the cat has walked across the the laptop which has been very distracting for both the student applying for the job and for them so just you know think about what other distractions could happen um keeping your your door shut so your cat can't get into the room um and with that as well actually from at our university where i work we within our platform that we've got that we allow students to access for 
interview hints and tips there is actually a tool in there where you can record yourself in a practice environment so if you have got one of these coming up have a look online as well but have a look and see what your university offers as well because if you have got a website that gives you lots of information hints and tips and interviews see if it's got a mock interview section where you can practice recording yourself the other one is the skype based typically so they'll set up a live skype chat with you and ask you questions there and then on the spot as if you were face to face but obviously could be hundreds thousands of miles apart and again it's just thinking about what is in the background what noises might they hear what might be distracting for yourself as well and uh, making sure things like your connection are strong as well test that beforehand test your microphone so that you're not trying to do it as you're doing the interview as well and it's just important to think about the fact that you perhaps because you're not face to face with someone you can't necessarily build the rapport that you might do it's a little bit harder with body language so just think about how you're sitting and yeah making sure you're looking at the camera and maybe not looking off at something out the window as well and then uh, speaking more generally again um, what would you be be your key tips for preparing uh, for a graduate job interview so you know you've got got the interview lined up um, what should you be doing in the the week before or the you know the few days before to to prepare for that most importantly i think research the organization find out what are their values what's their mission statement why are they in the news recently have they had something exciting happen expansion plans have they been in the news for any other reasons particularly um i always when i work with nhs students i always say have a look and see what the hospital specialisms are is the ward that you want to work on going to have certain technologies and you could apply that in any business you know is there certain types of things that they're doing certain clients that they've got that you might have knowledge about and then you can think about whether it's appropriate to bring them in to any of your interview answers during your interview and also thinking about what evidence and examples you're going to bring to the interview as well so obviously you've written an application where you've had to give evidence and examples of your skills and you've obviously done that really well to get to that point of the process but now you need to actually communicate it verbally with them and you're going to need to bring some other things to the table as well so it doesn't hurt to do a bit of planning against the job description the advert again the values of the organization what are their strategic priorities and just think about what examples have you got from your last few years of your degree or from your work experience or hobbies whatever it is that you can use to help inform the answers that you'll give and uh so then once you've done that preparation you you know you feel like you're you're ready to go it's uh, the day of the interview how can you really impress the employer on the day when you when you're in the room i think it's be confident in yourself and don't be afraid to take a every slight pause before you answer a question so i know often people feel like that even a one second pause is perhaps too long but it's absolutely fine if they ask you the question to just take one or two seconds to just compose yourself compose your answer take a breath and then start speaking and think about your body language as well um personally i wave my hands around a lot particularly when i if i ever have to stand in front of a class or a group of people and i always laugh that i can't sit on my hands because then i wouldn't be sitting up right so I have to sort of hold my hands below the table and maybe just sort of do something I don't know you know if it helps but just try and think about what your mannerisms are and if you are like me and wave your hands around a lot that'd be very distracting in an interview so consider your posture and your body language Um, but again you don't want to cross your arms and that could come off as quite a closed body language you want to make sure that you're sitting there with a fairly open stance you're maintaining your eye contact with the interview panel 
And don't be afraid to ask them if you're not sure to repeat a question as well. That if you've, there's sometimes a question might have two parts to it and then you think I've answered part of it, but did I answer the other part? Ask them to repeat it. That's absolutely fine. Brilliant. So um, chances are most graduates, unless they do brilliantly and get the job at the first attempt, you're going to have to do more than one of these interviews. Um, how can you, if you've had maybe a disappointing interview or, or you've, and maybe even if you felt it went really well, but then you didn't get the job, how can you learn from the interviews that you do to, and then in order to do better next time? Yeah. So if you always ask for feedback from the interview panel or from the contact you've got in HR, they should be happy to give you feedback. Um, So it's always really good to ask for that just to see where perhaps the areas for improvement or perhaps the areas of development that they identified that you needed. And sometimes it can be just that you didn't perhaps have as much experience as another person. So if that's what the feedback is, perhaps you've got a window of opportunity to go and do, is it perhaps volunteering or something like that to help boost that experience ready for the next application and the next interview as well and I think it's just important to spend a little bit of time thinking back on what happened in the interview try and do it a couple of days afterwards perhaps even just before you get a response of whether you've been successful or not because then it's fresh in your mind um, and you can just think about actually was it body language was it the answers did you talk too fast or did you not give enough evidence did you not structure your answers as strongly as perhaps you could have done um so yeah i think that's the best things that you can do really um and if you're you know particularly for us as careers advisors in our university we'll run mock interviews with students and graduates so you know find out whether your career service does that as well could you do it through skype if you're if you've returned home and university is the other side of the country could you do it through skype or on the phone or if you're close by then go and see them face to face because we are very happy to do that as careers advisors. We can make it as scary or intimidating as you want or as not. So yeah, it's up to you. You tell us what how we can help you and then we can give you feedback as well. That's great. Thanks very much, Amy. Thank you. And we'll speak to you again next time. See you soon. Thanks as always to Amy. Now it's time to hear from another employer. I spoke to Johanna Wilson, Graduate Resourcing and Development Advisor at the law firm White & Case over Skype about their interview process for vacation schemes and going on to trainee positions. In particular, we talk about video interviews. As Amy was saying just a bit earlier, lots of graduate employers are using these now in their application processes. So this is definitely worth a listen, whatever type of career you're interested in, not just future lawyers, because video interviews are something that you are probably going to have to face. I started by asking Johanna, as we do with all the employers that we speak to, to just give us an overview of what they do at White & Case and what opportunities they have for graduates there. White & Case is a global law firm um, and a lot of the work we do is cross-border and international. Um, So it's a great opportunity for students who who are kind of interested in, uh, I guess, a career that has that international outlook um, and international reach and working with people from lots of different uh, uh, countries and across lots of different uh, borders as well. Um, in terms of our opportunities, um, we have, uh, we recruit 50 trainees per year um, and we have uh, 75 vacation scheme students that we take through kind of our winter, spring and summer 
programs um, and it's a really good opportunity a vacation scene to come and find out what white and case is uh, really all about students who take part in our vacation schemes are allocated real training work so it's a good opportunity to really come and test out whether you could see yourself kind of working here kind of long term and to kind of really find out the realities of the role of a trainee as well okay and and when a, a student or a risk graduate is applying uh, to white and case could you tell us what what the different stages are of the application process and and where where the different types of interviews fit into that process yeah absolutely so in order to apply for a vacation scheme at white and case um, the first stage is an online application form which includes a covering letter the second stage is a video interview assessment um, the, the following stage after that is a face-to-face -face interview with a member of the graduate recruitment team and one of our senior associates. Um, and in that interview, we'll also ask you to complete a, a short written exercise as well. Um, that is the final stage in our process before we make vacation scheme offers. Um, when you're on a vacation scheme with White and Case, um, we, we do assess candidates for up to two weeks that they're here with us. Um, and there is a final partner interview that takes place at the end of that vacation scheme to be interviewed for a training contract position with the firm. Okay, so so in that process then you're using both video and face-to-face -face interviews. So we start with uh, video interviews. Why why do you use video interviews? What and, and also what's the the sort of the structure of those interviews? How do they work? So the reason we introduced video interviews was because we felt like we needed a stage in between um, kind of doing an application form and then coming in for people to come in to meet with us face to face. So I know a lot of other firms use kind of psychometric tests or kind of verbal reasoning tests. But the reason we decided to go with um, a video assessment was so that students can or applicants can bring their applications to life a little bit more and kind of showcase who they are and Talk, tell us why they're interested in kind of the opportunities that White and Case has to offer. So I know that for some uh, some people find them a little bit. Um, they can be quite daunting, can't they? The video interviews. Yeah, I think daunting, but also maybe not that you don't have the same level of interaction um, as you would do in a face to face interview. But I think I believe that this is a really good way for candidates to really showcase themselves and for them to kind of put themselves forward in the best light. Yes. And so just to clarify, because um, there are different types of video interviews that different uh, employers use, are these um, are candidates pre-recording uh, themselves talking and, and doing a video like that? Or is it um, a live interview situation over over video? So we have the pre-recorded answers. Um, so here at White and Case, we ask students to answer three questions that are randomly selected from a bank of questions. And those questions will be um, something to do, a motivational question, a competency-based question, um, and then a commercial question as well. So they can expect one question from each of those kind of strands. When a student is invited to attend a video assessment, um, they are sent a link and when, once they receive that link, they'll also um, go, go through the relevant processes and be able to watch a number of videos, giving some hints and tips as to how they can prepare um, and obviously deliver the best interview uh, possible. 
they they also get a practice question that they can uh, use to kind of test their background, test how they come across, which they can play back, and they can they can do, use that as many times um, as they would like to before they actually hit hit the the live button and, and get get ready to get started with the free questions that we'll be asking them. But they'll have kind of a trainee, one of our trainees come up on screen to ask them the question uh, for the video interview. Um, and then they'll have kind of 15 seconds to prepare and then 30 seconds uh, and then 90 seconds to um, answer that video uh, interview question. Um, I know uh, sometimes 30 seconds doesn't sound or 15 seconds, sorry, doesn't sound um, like much time to prepare. But actually, if you was in a normal interview second, in interview setting then actually 15 seconds is quite a long time to be able to answer um or be asked a question and be able to answer it and so um what can uh, applicants do that will that will really impress in this kind of video interview um what are the key what would your key advice be on on how to really make a mark in this in this context yeah absolutely so i would prepare i would advise um applicants to to prepare um, as they would do for any other face-to-face -face interview. Um, so make sure you've kind of um, done your research from the firm, make sure you've um, kind of done the key preparation that you need to do for any kind of face-to-face -face interview. Make sure kind of you're look, you look professional um, because that, that's equally important when you're, when you're doing these interviews. Make sure kind of the area that you're kind of videoing your or recording your video interview is tidy um, and also is really well lit so that we can see you. We also advise students to try and look into the camera where possible. Um, like I said, I know it can be a little bit daunting, but trying to keep eye contact would be great. Um, and just making sure they kind of speak loudly and clearly throughout so that the person who's reviewing the, the interview um, can hear you, hear what you're saying. And then I think finally, it's just about kind of relaxing and be yourself. That's the great benefit of these video interviews. We get to see a bit of someone's personality kind of come through. Um, so it's great when people uh, can kind of relax a little bit more and, and can bring their personality free. Well, we're not looking for kind of TV presenters or anything like that. It's just um, it's a lot of the time we're looking at kind of the quality and the content of your answers. So you do find that um, great applicants do tend to shine in this in this format? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. OK, well, uh, moving on to. So the next stage was a face to face interview. Um, which also includes a, a an assessment of some sort as well. Yeah. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about the format of that of that interview? Yeah, of course. So um, once a, an applicant has successfully passed the uh, video assessment, we invite them to a face to face interview. Um, so that's a really great way for people to kind of have the opportunity to come into the office and to meet with a member of the graduate resourcing team um, and to meet with one of our senior associates as well. Um, in that interview, we kind of go through um, an applicant, we'll, we'll talk to the applicant about kind of why they're interested in writing case, what are their motivations for wanting to become a trainee solicitor um, and talk through um, some of their experiences. Um, we'll also ask um, some competency questions um, and also some kind of commercial questions as well. And it's just an opportunity for us to kind of get to know the applicant a little bit more. Um, but also equally, it's their chance to kind of find out more about White and Case. This, this interview is very much a two-way process. 
um, our interviews, I guess we want to get the best out of uh, the candidates that are attending. Um, so we try and make people feel as relaxed as possible. But yeah, we also encourage candidates to ask any questions at the end. Um, and after the interview, we arrange for them to be uh, taken on an office tour by one of our one of our trainees. So again, they get another opportunity to meet someone from the firm who's actually doing their training contract um, and they can uh, spend kind of 15, 20 minutes with our trainees just finding out a little bit more about the firm as well. So the, the face-to-face interview still still really has uh, lots of additional value then, doesn't it? Because, uh, you know, we've seen the rise of video interviews and that's become an important stage, but uh, the face-to-face interview is, is still important. Yeah, absolutely. I think from lots of feedback that we kind of receive from students when we're out on campus is as much as kind of technology building technology into some of our processes is great but we realize and understand that if you're going to pick somewhere where you you plan to spend a long time like building your career then you actually need to come and meet the people that are working there to be able to make that decision and so although we do have the video assessment we still think it's really important for people to come and interview face to face with us yeah and 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 did you say there's a there's an assessment at the face to face interview as well a written so test. we um will also ask um candidates as part of the process to complete a written assessment um just to att- just to assess kind of their uh written skills and uh things like that so yeah and what would your key advice be for for a candidate coming to a face-to-face interview I think my top tip would be uh, to, to be yourself I think White in Case doesn't have kind of a, a set mold of a type of person that they're, they're looking to recruit they they want to hire the we or we want to hire the best candidate for the job um so I think being yourself is really key in those interviews so that we can really get to know you. Um, I think where we're such a global firm, it's an, it's an, a real advantage for people to bring different things to the table. So I think that's one thing that we, we definitely encourage. I think in making sure that they you've done your research um, on the firm, making sure that you've uh, read through your application form. I know that some candidates, when they apply to White in Case, they may mention a particular deal that's of interest to them in their application form and just making sure that they've kind of gone back and done some some updated reading on that. I think also um, my advice would be to make sure people address smartly. Again, that's another thing that, that goes a long way. Um, and professionally um, my other top tip is kind of approach your interview with real enthusiasm and just being engaged throughout the process and making sure you've got some questions at the end to, to ask the recruiter. Okay fantastic Johanna thanks very much for joining us. Okay thank you. And that's everything for this episode thanks once again to Johanna, Amy and Amy for their fantastic advice on graduate job interviews. As ever, I hope that's been really helpful to you. And if you do have an interview coming up, I really recommend you also head over to the Prospects website, prospects.ac.uk, and go through the interview tips section. It's in the careers advice on the main menu, then interview tips. And there's loads of really great stuff on all the different types of interview that you might face. You can read through example interview questions and answers as well. And there are also some ideas for questions that you might want to ask the employer at the end of the interview. The Prospects website is also the place to go to search for graduate jobs. 
As I said earlier, do get in touch by email, podcast at prospects.ac.uk, or on Twitter at prospects. Subscribe to Future You in your favourite podcast app, or listen at prospects.ac.uk forward slash podcasts. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll speak to you next time.